following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing out there this beautiful Saturday morning? We have another episode, the end of November, Village Bank Radio. Uh, We have in studio Alicia Webb. Alicia is the president of Village Bank. And every week or every month, we are talking about banking, all how you can use banking to build your business, to grow your business, how you uh, today build relationships with banks. And so the name of our show is going to be The Value of Banking Relationships, something that is so often overlooked and so vitally important if you're trying to build and grow and scale a business. So we're going to be talking about that with Alicia. Uh, we have uh, Village Bank is a community bank. Very important that you understand where we're coming from. Uh, this is a bank for entrepreneurs built by an entrepreneur. It is uh, to thrive and uh, strive and grow and uh, for 2021. Very important. This was uh, to be a year of overcoming what we've all been through. And we have been illustrating and and talking about how exactly you go about doing that within a business. So if you haven't heard about Strong 21 yet, please visit our website at www.villagebankonline.bank forward slash strong 21. So far, we've covered exciting topics ranging from knowing your numbers, budgeting, strategic planning, and you can listen to the podcast. Simply go to the uh, KSTP 1500 website or Score North website, and you can find these podcasts and listen to them again at the end of every every month. The last Saturday of each month, we do these shows. We like to call them master's classes because they are meant to help you master the finance component within your business. Uh, if you have questions uh, or uh, you know things you want want to talk about that we haven't covered yet, by all means, we want to know uh, what you're thinking about, what you're concerned with, what keeps you up at night. And so you can send an email, call, or message on LinkedIn, and we'll be sure to address your questions on a following show. With that, let's jump right into what we're going to talk about today, that being the value of banking relationships. Alicia, welcome to the show. Todd, thank you. I'm wondering, do you need a job? I feel like you might know more about the bank than I do sometimes. You are really good. Oh, man. Hey, I know more about everything than everybody. Isn't that right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Let let me think that. I'm I'm not true, but no. Thank you, though, for that great recap. I think it's important that we do talk about what we've learned so far and, and what we have to learn, right? Right. Right. So banking relationships are essential for your business to grow. I many, many times I'm talking with clients and I say, if you want to grow your business, you must become a financial person. And specifically what I mean is that financing is generally speaking your limitation or your access to business growth. And if you don't understand the financial component to financing and building a business, most likely your small business is going to remain small and never grow. So strong relationships, even ones with your financial planner, banker, CPA, are important for growing a successful business. And if you're in the 
process of selecting a banker, a banker, we're going to talk about that, for your business, be sure to ask yourself if the relationship has these five things. What are those five things, Alicia? Well, I love these five things because I never, ever, ever forget them. There are five village values. So when people ask me what a villager is, I can say we put relationships first. We earn it. We own it. We are building something very special, working alongside our entrepreneurs to do that. And then finally, one of my favorites is do the right thing, no matter how difficult it might be. So if we talk about putting relationships first, what does that mean or what does that look like with your banker? That's, you know, talking to your banker about brainstorming business ideas, not waiting until those financials are due, but maybe saying, hey, this is what's showing up. My inventory's going up rather than down. My payables are going up rather than down. What should I do? What does this mean? Talking about something you're seeing in the market that a competitor is doing or not doing, and there could be an opportunity for you. How do you discuss the impact that will have on your income statement and your balance sheet? These are all things to talk to your banker about. And listen, you might say, I don't know if it'll even impact it. Ask the banker. There's there, there's really no stupid question. It's your business and how that business does is going to be a direct reflection on the cash that you have available for your family, your friends, your boat, or to grow your business. So two things. One about that is that a banker, as a, as a, I guess a, a profession, is something that's lost on most people. There are, there are folks, just like there are attorneys and CPAs and financial people like me, financial consultants, who really, that is their thing. They're bankers. And the challenge, I believe, is that too often people are tenuous in what they want to say, what they think they should or should not say to a banker. And I guess we need to confront that right from the beginning so we can have a an honest and open dialogue that has clarity. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So let me, this is how I describe, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because if you think of a banker, I remember I used to think of my dad's banker all the time, the desk he sat in and every time my dad would go that he had like an idea about a, a building he wanted to buy or, you know, a business he wanted to start. I'd get, I'd have to go after school. I'd sit at the table and the banker would reach down into his left bottom drawer and grab some candy and chuck it on a table at me. <laughs> and I would sit there and eat the candy while they talked numbers. You know, that was a banker. I'll tell you today, we've made it a big, big part of our hiring process. So our bankers, our tellers, our operations teams, they're villagers. And when I talked about those five village values, that's why you can feel comfortable coming to talk to them and ask them those questions. Because there's they're villagers. They do put relationships first. They know that some folks just want to figure out how they're going to get on their online banking, while others have to understand how to set up wires, how to borrow more money for equipment or capital expenditures. There's lots of different things that our entrepreneurs need in the different stages of their businesses and their lives. And because we're villagers, we put those relationships first and we want to earn those relationships and so i think it's really important as you're as you're talking to your banker the people that work there about what do they value like to be hired at xyz bank what are the values here and i i mean i can tell you every villager can tell you all five of our values it's 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 what we do. It's what we do. Well, before I met you, mm-hmm. I had never heard in all the years of my own investment real estate and working with clients and building business and companies, I'd never heard anybody refer as frequently as you do to a banker. 
see one of our bankers. I mean, that in and of itself is, uh, I guess, a part of proper dialogue that I have been lost Mm -hmm. with. And so, you know, I always believe if you're going to have a conversation, you have to know the language to begin with. So what is a what is a banker's role and how could we enhance a relationship between a client who's looking to build such a relationship with a banker? Absolutely. So I think it's being really transparent about your business. Um, let's let's assume you're a commercial client and you might have an equipment need. You want to bring your financials in. You want to bring in your personal financial statement. You want to bring in your tax returns. You want to talk specifically about the equipment you want to purchase, what that expected ROI is, and that's a return on investment. And what's a return on investment? I don't know. Talk about you have 15 clients today that could use it, and you think by adding that piece of equipment, you potentially could get 15 more in the next year, the next two years. And if you know that, you know, those clients, their average annual sales are $100, but you think this new piece of equipment will get them to 150 and you think you could do that at least with half of the next 15 you bring on. I mean, right there, you're showing what that return is. You're showing... and. The other piece, you know, I know a friend of ours that, that we've done business with, he bought a, Troy, he bought a piece of equipment and what that helped him with too is that equipment runs 24 seven. It also, he doesn't have to hire someone to run that equipment. That equipment um, has a computerized system and it runs on itself. The software runs it. So whether he's in Cross Lake or he's in Ramsey, Minnesota, he can be dialing up that machine and running that machine. So it's a new talent that it's a new trade, um, new product that his current customers get. New product he can sell to new customers and he can run it 24-7, three shifts rather than just one and not have to you know, pay a full-time employee to be there those 24 hours. Well, for sure. And and when you, you know, folks, when you're thinking about, you know, automating, mechanizing, whatever term is relatable to your business, a lot of times somebody like Troy, and we both have worked with Troy, a business owner might look at the horrendous cost of an automated piece of machinery, such as the one you're describing, mm-hmm. and say, oh my goodness, this is a lot of money. However, when you consider the labor hours and the cost of that to have somebody else do it, you are in essence talking about the same thing as that piece of equipment, which should really be gauged not so much on what the cost is, but what the carrying cost per month is against what the revenue is that it represents. Mm-hmm. And too often business owners don't look at that look at it that way. They're more often than not they're looking at debt as being bad, 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 and no matter what you need to get rid of the debt, they don't really stop and look at it and say, wait a minute. It's the amount of debt service, the payment that I'll make each month, what it will generate additionally in revenue, and what my profit margin will be. The other thing you talked about was you know, bringing in your information. So we, in the business, in the trade, we call that financial transparency, which mm-hmm. is really your footprint. And that relates to your bank statements, your, uh, your uh, tax returns, your personal financial statement, which is your balance sheet, your income statement in a business. But do not forget when you have a business, do not forget this business owners. You don't separate business from personal and they don't matter. They don't inter- intermingle because they do. The money that you spend on your personal lifestyle, that, that being the relationship and the type of person you are, if you're utterly focused on building more lifestyle, then you are inevitably going to put your business into a compromised position. And that's a big concern for a business or for a bank, rather. A bank wants to know that you're in a solid position all the time. So ironically, you may say, well, this is about my business, not about me personally. And I'm going to tell you that it's always 
somewhat about you personally. Yes, yes. And I think going back to that relationship piece, Todd, um, in relationships, we do understand that people don't always aren't able to show up their best. And I think like exactly why you need to have a relationship with your banker, because when one of your largest accounts can't pay the bills or decides to go with your competition, you are going to show up not your best. You don't know what you're going to do. And that's when the banker can have your have your back and go to the committee and talk about what we need to do to get you there. And so I think it's so important that you have those relationships. Previously, like I was talking about about Troy, Troy, he needed to brainstorm. Great guy, by the way. Yeah, if you're listening, Troy. Guy. He's such a good guy. He's such a good person. Um, His boys are pretty great, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's one of those businesses. Fourth generation. You don't worry about, like, the succession plan because, like, they're hard workers and they just get it. Plus, they're taking what Troy built and then they're adding to it, right? right? It's not they're not taking from it. And that's so important in generational businesses. But my point here is that you have to have that relationship with your banker so they can see these things. They can trust the next generation. They can trust that purchase or they can trust when one of your biggest clients falls out of bed and they got to have your back for a while. It's so important that your banker believes in you because I've sat at that decision table when folks don't believe in their clients and they're, oh, I mean, he wants us to do this. Well, how well do you know him? What's his management team? How how fast can he bring on a couple uh, clients that will bring that revenue back? Like, does he still earn those margins on new clients? It's these questions. Banker doesn't know. I can tell you I've sat at the table for a client that I still know to this day. About 15 years ago, another bank wanted to call a note on him. And I'm like, absolutely not. I will not call that note. And we didn't. And he's very, very call successful. Note, meaning perform on the money. Yep. Banks oh. have the ability when it's a business for any material change in your business owner's financial life, they can call that note. That's yes. what she's talking about. Yes. And so that ba- that business has now sold to um, the next generation in air quotes and had did a great job. But it's because I knew the integrity, the character and the tenacity of that CFO and that he was going to get him out of that, that, you know, we, we stood strong at that table for that client. So I would say that, and I was young, right? There was no, I mean, I don't know if I knew, but I knew I believed in him. And I think that that's the biggest piece. So when we talk about re- relationships first, that that's what that means. Build but, a relationship but with your banker. Alicia, let's be honest. I mean, I've, I've worked with business owners for decades and the the relationship you're talking about first of all most of the most of the larger banks and no offense but in in the line of political correctness more often than not they don't know their customers and they're not willing to or 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 what they don't have the ability quite right. frankly they don't have the ability to ask yeah. those questions because maybe it's maybe they it might be looked upon through a lens of discrimination or something else and so consequently the relationship lends another piece to the underwriting puzzle that oftentimes, again, I'll say, generally just does not exist. And so if you want to, if you want to have someone actually look at you as an individual, you need to offer them information that they might not otherwise have. And the only way to do that is through a strong banking relationship. Mm-hmm. And with the community bank, you know, we are a community bank, but there's great community banks all over the Twin Cities. And I think that we can actually say our village and a lot of the presidents at the other community banks, we want community banks to be successful. We don't want them to go away because that's how mainstream 
Street thrives. That's how entrepreneurs grow their businesses, right? And so I think like you and I were talking about today before the show that, yeah, banks are acquired and banks merge, but at the end of the day, because when they are acquired or merged into these larger institutions and they're not able to be nimble, they're not able to have care, you know, make decisions partially based on the character and integrity of those business owners, it's slowing the pace of those banks selling and acquisitions, and it's giving community bankers the opportunity to look at their business differently. In full transparency, when I came home almost four years ago, you know, the conversation was, we're going to sell or you're going to come home, Alicia, because community banking, what are we doing? And in those past four years, our villagers have really stepped up and they have said this, we are a bank, yes, but we are a business and we have to run our business differently, just like we're asking our entrepreneurs to do. You you just said so much there that you blew by. I came home Home. What does that mean? It means I came home to what? What does that mean? I came home to village, our village. Yeah, I came home to my family, the villagers, and I have a sense of responsibility for that. That that's important. It it is where my heart is. And the and the and the idea was that if you did not do that, then the then the family was considering selling the bank. Mm Uh, because they didn't have a direction. And so what? And so Don and I had to sit down. Don being your dad. And the CEO and the chairman, yes, but also my dad. We had to sit down and say, okay, well, what's next for the bank? What are we going to do? So the first piece, the first thing we did was say revenue lines. We need to diversify so we can also mitigate our risks the same way we tell our contractors to, the same way we tell our architects to, don't take too many jobs here or diversify or, you know, our clients evenly displaced between um, employees, right? You can't have everyone just with one salesperson or the other salesperson. And so we looked at our business and we said, well, if we're going to be an entrepreneur's bank, we need to be an SBA lender. So we became a preferred lender for the SBA, which allows our business owners to put 10% down, not 20, allows our business owners to amortize their debt longer, which improves their cash flow and, you know, helps their business grow. They can hire, invest, et cetera. We did that. Now we're like top three and five in the state for 70 and 504. The team has crushed it there. Their villagers have done such a nice job. And we said, now we're saying what's next because we have to continue to diversify. But there was a plan. There was a strategy. We had to execute. Things didn't go exactly like we thought they would. So we had to pivot and we had to go to our banker and say, what do we do? We had to go to our attorney and say, okay, what would this look like in the bank or out of the bank? What does this look like? Accountant from tax purposes and from revenue. Um, All of that, everything we say to all of our clients, whether it's the donut shop or the manufacturer, we are going through those same exercises and feeling it in our chest too, like feeling it. We we feel that responsibility too, and that's a relationship. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. wow, is that is that good? So uh, the other thing, folks, to be aware of is that the community banks, on the whole, that's where the small businesses go to get their lending. Every business, or at least every business, should have a focus on where it is competitive and where it chooses to be competitive. You know, we're, when we talk about business loans, we're not talking about the Cargills and the 3Ms. They they can go anywhere. Uh, you know, Medtronic doesn't have the same challenges getting loans and financing that the small business doing a half a million or a couple million dollars worth of volume per year. 
for those people, the places that are competitive and the places that work with them are the small community banks and specifically Village Bank being a relationship bank. That's where that's where you get those loans. And without that, uh, sorry to say, in America, liberty goes away because without the ability to grow a business, you have no ability to have your own independence mm-hmm. in, a, in a small business. So we're going to keep talking about this, how you build such a relationship that I've just described. It is critical that you understand the back, do- the back room, how it works so that you can position to be successful as a business owner. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters your financial peace start planning for your future now and make your money work for you great waters financial is the official financial planning service of cover your assets for more information call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com fix auto has been the collision repair leader in the twin cities for over 40 years hi i'm matt feehan second generation owner Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at FixAutoUSA.com. That's FixAutoUSA.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5 Hey, welcome back, everybody. 
We are speaking the last Saturday of November with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. It is Village Bank Radio, and it will be the last Saturday of every month. We are having another one of our master's classes, and we're going to be picking it up where we just left off. The title of this show is The Value of Banking Relationships, and we're going to start with the next of the five things on Alicia's list, earn it. So what's that all about, Alicia? Well, I think a real basic question, Todd, would be, do you like your banker? I can't tell you how many times throughout the years, especially female uh, entrepreneurs and business owners have said, yeah, I don't want to ask my banker because he is intimidating or he asked me why I need to know that or what am I going to do with that information? And quite frankly, I mean, I just... Yeah, I look at them like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's really none of their business. You need to know, you need to understand, and can they help you out? So I think it's really, really important that you find your niche. You find that banker that's going to suit your needs, that's going to answer your questions, or at least can point you in the right direction to get the answers that you need. You know, it's not just do you like your banker, but does your banker believe in you? If they don't believe in you, do they tell you, hey, that might not be the best idea or where have you seen this done before? Why do you think it would work in your industry? How do you expect to cash flow that? What's going to make the payments? Um, how are you going to collateralize that loan? There's all these pieces that are so important in knowing your banker and understanding, do you like your banker? So it's really about building a relationship because, you know, I know, because I've worked with so many of them, business owners tend to have great ideas. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. the, you know, 10,000 foot view, you know, big picture people, but they often don't know the details and they are of the opinion often that I'll figure it out, but then they don't. Or worse yet, they're so fearful of being, of, of feeling inept in the, in the, you know, meeting with someone mm-hmm. like myself or a CPA or a banker or an attorney or anybody else that they smile and nod and generally don't understand anything. So there has to be a relationship wherein the individual feels comfortable enough with the banker. And if I were talking to a banker and they were asking me how to build their book of business or build their careers, one of the things that I would say is that you need to conduct a meeting in such a way to make it a a comfortable environment there. A person can ask any question and never be made to feel stupid for asking that question. Then there's a free-flowing dialogue. Nobody feels uncomfortable, and you can actually discuss things. Because, you know, I know because people come to me after meeting with a bank, and there are so many terms, the language that I'm describing – that they have no idea what any of the stuff means, but they're not going to ask that question because that relationship doesn't exist to, to create a comfort level to do so. So that's really important, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Never, ever, ever be afraid to ask what an acronym is or a word is. I ask all the time still. There's so many acronyms. I mean, think about mortgage. <laughs> think about wealth management. Think about the FDIC or the state of Minnesota, which governs banks. There's so many acronyms and just pieces that I don't even know that always be comfortable asking those questions. Just ask. There's a, a, someone else in the room that doesn't know too. So from your perspective, when speaking with your bankers, your point being earn it is that they have to go out of their way to earn that relationship to create such an environment that we're describing. 
Absolutely. You're right. I mean, I think we said, you know, cash out before we call a note. It's we need to work together to make sure that we're always explaining things and always asking, do you have any questions? Does that make sense? Is this something that might work for you? Do you have any other ideas? Is there anything I'm missing on your income statement? You know, call me when you're done and once you have time to process this through. Remember, you and I might think super fast, Todd, and probably miss a detail or two, right? But there's others that need to process. There's other people that want to hear it and then read it and see it. And so really opening up that dialogue and the different ways people learn to be able to absorb that information and then get back to the banker and ask questions. When Alicia throws out these terms, it's so important that you fully appreciate what she's saying. When a bank calls a note due, that is catastrophe. That is the last thing that a bank wants to have to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, and part of the problem, folks, is that when a bank calls a note due, basically they're saying, you know, we don't care that you've got $5 million that's, that's invested in this building. We're calling this note. We want you to perform on the outstanding balance. How you come up with the money is your problem. We want our money. Well, when that happens immediately, we go, you know, the, the individual goes to war, stops talking to the banker. The, the loan then becomes 90 days delinquent, goes into accrual. The bank has set aside, meaning multiples of whatever you owe, the mm-hmm. bank has to set aside, can, can no longer lend or make money on that money. So it puts them in a very compromised position. And the point is, if they had just been able to talk to you, to know what was going on, if you had not clammed up, if they had a relationship with you, more than likely, that would have never happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it way too many times where maybe we knew a buyer for that building. Maybe we knew a tenant for the building. Maybe we knew a partner for your business. Maybe there was an SBA program out there that could have gotten you out of some trouble. Maybe we could have reammed the note. Maybe there's we call it debt restructure. We could have done something there because banks by no means want to call notes. We don't want it back. We that's not what we do. We want to we want to throw money at Main Street and entrepreneurs and help them win. We don't want to take anything back. That's not why we're in the business. Right, exactly. And that's why, you know, uh, Earn It is all about having those those in-depth relationships with an individual so that those things don't happen. But, you know, more often than not, as I say, these relationships don't exist. So not only does the banker need to work hard to earn it, but you as a consumer who wants to build a business. Let's get past the consumer part. Let's get to a business owner and say, if you're in that space, then you need to know that financing is pretty much everything as it relates to the growth of your business, and you have to earn it as well. Mm-hmm. It's a two, I mean, it's just like a marriage, right? We both got to work at it. We both got to show up and do it and earn it. Um, next is own it. And I think like that's one of my favorite ones, even not just with our entrepreneurs, but also with our villagers, like setting, uh, setting the table for what those relationships look like with your clients sharing expectations of when do you get back to me when do I get back to you what's the time for underwriting um, how long are appraisals taking um, how long is the equipment and inventory to get we got like this great equipment special right now and guess what people can't get equipment it's just it's nuts and so it's really just setting and laying out those expectations and guess what if it doesn't work for you let them know if, if your timeline doesn't work for us, we should say there's no possible way I can get that done for you in that amount of time. I want to work with you, but listen, I got to get through underwriting. There's an SBA approval process and you need an appraisal because the building's over 250. So there's all of those pieces. Like, let's just throw it out there. I mean, some of these rules aren't mine. They're, they're state rules or their government or their policy rules. So how do we get on the same 
how do we get on the same playing field before we put the ring on, right? Like, let's make sure we understand each other. Honest communication. I could just, I could just envision a business owner doing business in that day, and they're told that the bank called and they need to call the bank back, and their face starts turning red. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the day comes and goes, and they don't call back because they don't want to make that phone call. And the point is, you got to be open and honest. You got to keep that dialogue going. That's what it means. Absolutely. And these these conversations that we have to have together, when gosh, I can't get you that rate, but I can do this, or you know, gosh, do you think that building is a good idea because that PPP money kind of was a one timer, right? Like we have to be able to have all those conversations because. More often than none, there's another solution. We just got to talk about it so we find that solution. So next one, number four, Mm -hmm. build something special. What's that about? Oh, my gosh, that's my favorite one. That's what we're doing every single day right now, and I just love it. Um, You know, talking to your banker about what you're building, making sure that your banker understands the time in which you want to build it, how much capital or equity you plan on putting into it, what do you need to take out of it? We always joke about the boat, but guess what? It might be college funds. It might be daycare funds. It might be taking care of an eldering parent, right? Like there's a lot of things in life that money needs to come out um, or you need to pull money from the business for. So making sure that your banker also knows that as you're building something special. Are you building something special to pass on to your um, team for them to buy you out, your children for legacy? Or are you building it to sell it? Are you building it to grow it? What are you building it for? Um, I think that financials are stressful enough and business never ever goes the thing the way you think it will. It doesn't mean it doesn't turn out great. It really does, but it never goes the way you think it will. So how do you kind of have that partner in crime that you can talk back and forth about as you're building that special? That's well, something special. You know, here again, when you think about the relationship in, in a, with a bank or some of the things you bring up, especially college funding and things, where whereas you don't have that, you know, 10 or 15 years to prepare for college, but you want to do something, you need to pay for it. You know, there's, there's a, an aspect to money management in a business and personally, and that's known as financial forecast. And that means when I'm actually going to have to pay for something. The problem is, if you're not financially forecasting the funds required for inventory and anything else in your business, you might see a chunk of money that you think you can use to pay your kids' tuition, but now it puts you in a compromised position when it comes to running your business because you didn't you didn't notice that you were going to have something major coming at you. Talk to a banker who might be able to extend a loan and cushion that blow and allow you to do it and not destroy your cash flow within your business. Really a big deal. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the last one in on the list and uh, then we're going to go on to talking very specifically about the things that you can do as an individual to build and enhance this relationship we will be right back with alicia webb from village bank this is the last saturday of november last saturday of every month village bank radio we will be right back if you're a business owner i have an ingenious opportunity for you it puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash with over twenty thousand businesses involved chances are we have the products and services you want Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguide.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Ajo for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. 
Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure in a completely list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 612- 202-8321 That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. 
888-888-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5 We are back. We are back. Five things every great banking relationship needs. We have gone through them, and we are now at the final one, which is do the right thing. So, Alicia, what in the world does do the right thing mean as it relates to this? Oh, Todd, you know what do the right thing is? <laughs> I always like to say do the right thing no matter how difficult it might be. I think it is so important. You know, I'll talk about our business model. If we don't have clean audits, if we're not checking the boxes, if we're not putting our entrepreneurs first, First, guess what? We got to work backwards. We don't get to keep growing and keep getting to work forward and earning it, right? And so I think it's so important that you're consistently doing the right thing, even when that banker makes you mad or that banker's not doing what you think they should be doing. Go in and have that next conversation. Go in and have another conversation around why you believe in it or why they're challenging you on it. Because sometimes doing the right thing is actually staying loyal to your banker, to, in my case, your entrepreneur, and saying, well, why are you saying that? Let me understand from your point of view, too. Because if anything else, it'll teach you the other side of the argument. It will teach you how to do your business better and build your business stronger. So I think doing the right thing is so, so very important to the success, especially in those really difficult times. Boy, oh boy. So this this takes me back, Alicia, to the show that we did with, the first show we ever did together. Mm-hmm. You, I, uh, uh, your father, mm-hmm. and uh, Arliss Cleveland, CPA Arliss Cleveland. And the title of that show, the premise was Character in Banking. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk mm-hmm. about do the right thing, every every underwriter doesn't get to say, hey, are you a good person? Do you have character? But But believe me, they are looking through your financial transparency. In some cases, as I've said, that's all they have to go on because they don't have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And they are searching to determine, as best they can, your character and do you do the right thing. When you're compromised, are you still paying your bills on time? You know, do you have slows? Are are, are you, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, everybody has challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing the right thing is not an, it's like one of those, yeah, real simple concept, but not easy, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you on that because I've had this conversation many times. I think that doing the right thing is a habit. It's no different than waking up at 4.30 every morning to do 5 a.m. boot camp. 
It's not easy. It actually sucks sometimes. But guess what? If I do it over and over and over, it's just easy. Like my dad once said to me, gosh, you sure like those tough conversations. I mean, I I hate these conversations. And I said, well, why are they tough? Like we're solving the problem. The more you have them, the more you just, you get it out there, whether it's a disagreement with your four-year-old or getting up at 4.30 in the morning, do it. It gets easier and easier and easier. And the right thing is a habit at that point. So that's talking about building something, you know, habitually building uh, 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 a way of thinking or a methodology of just simply being that type of person. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did make my point, you know, that there are times when it, it when it is challenging, but you just have to stand on the fact that I'm just going to do the right thing regardless. Absolutely. And that makes You're it easy. Right. It may be challenging, but the decision part isn't challenging. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do the right thing. I cling to it. There's no decision to be made. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. the point. It's a value, making. right? Right. It's a value in who you are. So, so you know, the, the relationship we're talking about that you want to build with a bank, or by the way, any of your other financial professionals, but certainly with a bank, because on some level, although technically we may not call you partners, it is at least a strategic alliance that is utterly necessary. And so, as a result, you need to do certain things to build that relationship. And I'd like to kind of bring up some of those things that I think are important. Mm-hmm. So, when you build a relationship with a with a bank, how are you ever going to do that, folks, if all of your banking is done at the ATM or the drive-through, or you're doing check by by phone? And you never know or meet anybody in the bank. And the only time you've ever had any interaction is when you go and get a loan. And more often than not, that isn't even done until the day that you actually go to sign the documents. You need to make a a, a conscious decision that when making deposits and withdrawals, you don't just do the check by phone or go through the drive through ATM. And I understand that it may not be convenient all the time, but instead, from time to time, you need to make it a point to come into the bank, say hi to everyone, and in, including your banker, so that they actually know you by face, and then it gives you an opportunity to tell them what you've got going on in your business, right? I th- I couldn't agree more. I mean, that you have your banker has to know you, and it's kind of those emergency situations too, where someone in the bank can put a name with a face. I think of all the fraud, right? Like I was just talking about, we don't want bad audits. If you have a bad audit, you can't move forward. Same thing, fraud on your account. If they don't know who you are and someone's coming in with one of your checks, they might think that's you. I I think it's so important that you have one face at the bank and, and quite frankly, not one, but two. Because guess what? Bankers leave all the time. And so how do you make sure that you have another person at the bank that knows you as well? That's and that's very, really very true with the bigger banks. Yes. You know, you you and we don't even call them bankers. You're loan officer, all right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then you go to closing and it's a different person at closing because oh by the way, that person left or that person got promoted and they were only there long enough until they could move on to something else. Uh, when you're when you're dealing with a small bank, it is more of a family relationship type thing. Still happens though, and so you want to have a more broad relationship. The other thing that I'll bring up is that many of the times that you create a a business loan specifically, that loan, although it may only renew every three years or five years or whatever the heck it happens to be, you do have to provide annual updates on your financials. Well, I would say that. 
that isn't good enough. I would say that you do that every quarter because most likely if you're in business, you've got a CPA or an accountant at the very least who is giving you updated financials every quarter. Why in the world would you not share those with your banker so that they always feel comfortable that you're not hiding anything and that they know where you're going and they can be a part of the conversation, right? Yes, especially when there's something that seems to be off. You know, I always like to go through, whether it's month over month, year over year, and see what is the difference? What's the ratio difference, right? So am I 5% up here, 10% down here? And then what does that impact to the debt you have on your line of credit, the cash you have available, your net income, your income versus expenses? Look at all of that because there's a lot of telling signs and ask your banker. What do they see? Don't even tell them what you see. Ask them what they see. I think it's so important for running your business. You and I both know, Todd, that the decision I make today, it might not even show up until quarter three of next year. But guess what? I have to make the decision today. I have to make the investment today. I have to hire the folks today. I have to go get the product, the widget, the service ready. I have to market it. People have to talk about it. They have to want it. And then they come in and get it. It takes a long time. So you need to know the impact and, and the why behind that impact. What's the expectation and why is it happening? Well, you know, and, and and this is a point that I would stand on over and over again. It's a part of your education to ask them what they're looking for. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago, and, and, and forgive this point I'm going to make. It's not being boastful. It's just something I've heard. That Rooker, he knows so much about so many things. Let me just tell you this. I've spent time listening to high-level conversations with practitioners who will fight each other about specific points, and you want to learn fast? Man, do you learn fast when you hear the high-level points being made with two people who are both immersed in that particular line. So I'm saying that not only should you provide financials to your banker on a quarterly basis, you should also make it a point to do meetings with your CPA, your business advisor, your, 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 your business attorney, if you have one, and your banker all in the same room at the same time to listen to those high-level conversations and learn how to become a financial person at an accelerated pace. We're going to take another break here. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is the last Saturday of each month, that being November. These are your master's classes, how to build your business. And today's uh, show is all about the value of banking relationships. We will be right back. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. 
For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a time manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a complete list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5 Welcome back, everybody. I really think this is a great show. I think it's just such an important component to building a business and, and, and maybe just your financial life in general. Uh, the things that I just discussed, learning to become a financial person at a high level at an accelerated pace. I'm telling you, if you're if, if you were my child and I were sitting down and said, and I'm not trying to belittle or diminish anybody, please forgive me for that. I don't mean that. But in my mind's eye, that's one of the best ways to learn this information very quickly because you become accustomed to the dialogue. It's like going to, you know, if you want to learn Spanish, move to a Spanish-speaking country and you're going to learn it very, very quickly. And when you speak with your financial professionals on a regular basis, your dialogue, your 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 acronyms and, and all of your knowledge just changes in a short period of time. It's so wonderful. At the break, uh, Alicia and I were talking about something that I thought was really interesting, the term predictability. 
What does predictability in your business mean? What is that all about? Well, I think that goes back to when we were talking about really talking to your banker about what trends they're seeing in your numbers. And when something's up, something's down, what does that mean? I think as a business owner, you are constantly being hit. I mean, this past year it was COVID. I think right now, again, it's COVID. I heard we have the highest you know, new cases in the whole country. So what's next for your business? That's scary, right? You got to figure that out. But also, what's predictable? What is predictable that you can know? You know the trend when you start to see this number go up or down, or you see your customers ordering more of this or less of this, or you see your competition doing more branding on LinkedIn. What does that do to your business? If you do more branding, if you're selling those products on LinkedIn, how long does it take for you to that to show up on your income statement? How long does that take? When you are looking to hire a new service person, how many folks do you interview before you find that right candidate? How many times did you interview the right candidate? How many times did you interview the wrong candidate? Is there any cor- correlation there? So I think that if you can find some predictable predictability in your business that will help you right because then you know what you have to do to solve that problem or to create this great solution that you can find i i I always tell my husband that i hate surprises i'm like i hate surprises i don't even want a good surprise there are too many surprises throughout the day just tell me what it is and and yeah it's not romantic but guess what that's also what makes a really good being president because at the end of the day like yeah i uh, my wife always wants to know how the song will end before she begins to dance yeah. i can wrap something up and she wants to unwrap it before she's supposed to because she needs to know yeah, so we see it, right like exactly but i know and i know it's not romantic but guess what it's predictable and that's and and there's some there, you know there's something really great about predictability because it helps you rather than looking at the laws how can it help you be successful it's such an important point i tell clients that when you show me your income statement that's not enough I want to know the accounting notes that went into that. How did they arrive at that number? Yes, there's standardized accounting principles, but every business, if it does something consistent that relates to their business, they can change that formula to come up with the same number in a given field. Mm -hmm. I want to see how did you come up with that? What are you spending your money on? Is there trends in that? Could we look at those trends and say, hey, we can work with another business, and if we buy this stuff together, we're going to get a better price on these things. Knowing these things, you can't just change a number from 5,000 to 3,000 unless you understand specifically what you're giving up. So predictability and 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 uh, and accounting is a very big part of a business. And mm-hmm. most people here again, they show me their financial statement. It's like somebody saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I I I here's here's what it is on the on the uh, spreadsheet for my investment property." And I say, "Yeah, but how how what's what's the formula that that the spreadsheet uses to come up with that?" Well, they have no idea at all. Well, then how does that even relate to you if you're doing this that and the other thing? If you don't understand the numbers and the information behind it, and you don't understand whether there's predictability within your numbers or there's not, whether there's volatility in those numbers or there's not, you aren't fully on top of your business. And everybody who's going to lend you money wants to know that you are on top of your business. True. I mean, I I have nothing more to say. That's very, very true. If you're not on top of it, why should I even put any energy into it? Now, to be fair, it is why I get paid. (laughs) But hiring you is being on top of your business. Right. You're putting your money where you're saying your priority is. You're putting your money there and you're putting your time there. Because I can be like, oh, I want the bank to do great things. Culture is so important to me. But then I'm never there. 
I'm not working hard at it. No, it doesn't really matter to but, me. And the, but the goal, folks, is never to tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, anybody says, hey, look, I don't need to know any of this stuff. Just tell me what to do. And all I hear is they're going to sue me if it doesn't work out. Mm. I, I teach you how to look at it. I don't tell you what to do. Listen, this has been a great show. Use your banking relationships. Find out what they're looking for. Position yourself to meet those objectives. Have a great relationship with your banker, your, ba- your, your bank president, mm-hmm. Alicia. Yes, please. And your business will thrive. Thrive 21. Check us out. This is the last Saturday of the month. Enjoy. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.